0: My name is Matt Brown.
1: There are a lot of stupid people out there, and I am not one of them.
0: And let's start the show. Oh, f- bro, what bro? F- that? goes that into respect, bro. Come on, what the f*** is that? Five damn sets? I don't even know who you are, bro. I oh, don't know who you You don't? never heard on, you. Let's go, let's go. And the officials have not separate Jihad Ward and Aaron Rodgers. Drops back, lobs one, front left pylon. It is caught. Garrett Wilson. that's a jet touchdown. Both the Bears. i doing that, bro. I'm not hurting you. Then I gave him the line. It's uncomeback with the both. I said, I don't even know who you are. But <laughs> he said, he said, I don't know who you are. I said, both. What's going on everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, September 8th, 2023. We have quite the show for you. A very good edition of the Tweet Cap, Not a very good, a great one. A very funny one. A very profound one. And there is a lot to talk about because it was quite a strange, but a quite a crazy week. And before we get into all of that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasted platforms and YouTube, and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod, Twitter next at ProdConvoPod, and we're on Facebook and TikTok at Productive Conversations. So this was a really strange week from Obama getting more blasphemy stupid allegations made against him this time a crackhead said on Car- on Tucker Carlson that they allegedly did did allegedly ugh, they allegedly slept together and we know that's so wrong from a freaking crackhead and me and Ryan get into that we talk about these toxic workplace environment allegations against Jimmy Fallon that was fun to talk about Police officers getting it on with civilians while on duty. We talk about Burger King having an issue. Um, there's a Dave Portnoy versus Dragon Pizza. There's a lot of fun stuff to talk about in a very intense week in the world of the internet. And we're going to get into that. We're going to have some fun and some laughs. Switch it up from college, from college football talk and football previews. And speaking of that, last night... And as soon as I started recording this, the Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Detroit Lions to start the season. How about that? I remember one NFL season opener where the Chiefs actually beat the Patriots with Alex Smith right after they won a Super Bowl. And the same thing happened to them. Who would have thought? Like... I happened to watch the game. It was on in the background while recording with Ryan. And seeing how many Chiefs were dropping balls. I mean, Kadarius Tony had three drops himself. Sky Moore wasn't making noise. And that was horrible for one of my fantasy teams. And then we have um, <laughs> Valdez Scantley not making plays when he should. And boy... Having no Travis Kelsey really showed for this office, And if they made the catches during that game, they would have won and probably won easily. But they didn't. They didn't cover. They lost by one. Shouts to the Lions. Amon St. Brown picking up where he left off as an all-pro ride receiver. Jared Goff was uh, showing why he, he could beat Mahomes once and showed why he can do it again. And maybe the Lions really are legit. Remember, Alex said... Alex Young said during our preview that he would leave the country. So um, we will do our arrangements for him to do shows outside the United States. Um, And don't forget what I said. Because I said if the Lions wound up winning the first five people to clip and send me the clip of me saying that, you know, do this in order to get paid $5 is in effect. So find the clip, clip it. Then send it to me and um, we'll figure something out to uh, get you properly compensated and you get your first prize. So pretty funny stuff and we are definitely going to have a lot to talk about when we do our NFL Week 1 in review already. So that'll drop on Wednesday, but... (laughs) The NFL season definitely started on a hot note, and I can't wait to talk about it on Wednesday. But until then, me and Ryan talk about the crazy things happening on the internet, and it gets very intense, very funny, and why don't we get into it? So, Ryan Page, it's your turn once again. Let us do another edition of the Tweet Cap, and let's talk about the crazy stuff that happened on the internet this week. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Matt Brown wants to know,
1: This is a very productive conversation.
0: This is a week where truth was stranger than fiction. There is a lot of funny things that happened on the internet this week that again involves few former U.S. presidents, That is that involves big corporations, small corporations. Are we about to question journalism and a beloved TV host maybe not be as jolly as he seems? A lot of stuff to talk about on the Productive Conversations podcast on this edition of the TweetCap. Ryan, what's up?
1: How's it going, man? I mean, yeah, this has been a crazy, crazy week. This is also the week that the Starfield game came out. So I was really hoping that I could not pay attention to Twitter that much this week. But uh there's a lot going on. <laughs> this has been an insane week.
0: Any early reviews on Starlight? Starfield,
1: uh Starfield, great game. Excuse me. Yeah, great game. Um the, the hate online has been very weird uh, at one point I wanted to talk about that the weird hate it's been getting online but the world got way too crazy uh, so uh, definitely recommend people check it out don't let the the YouTube essays and the <laughs> articles by you know independent uh, journalists, and we'll talk a little bit about them in this episode. Uh, more broadly, don't let their reviews fool you or scare you. Give the game a try. It's free on Game Pass, so you don't have to commit. I did buy the game. I wanted it early. I wanted the extra stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it, it is free. You can give it a try. Uh, it's massive. It's awesome. Um, if you like Skyrim or Fallout, it's it's both. So it's definitely you know good 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 job by Bethesda.
0: All right. We shouts to them. And maybe if we have a few minutes after you can let out anything else you have to say about that game. But for sure. now, we can uh talk about the funny week ahead, the intense week ahead. So first things first, a story dropped this morning. I was in the gym, saw it mm-hmm. on Twitter, and I was like, wow, this is legit. And I read this article three times and I really think it um, I think there's a lot to go on. So let me get to it. The Tonight Show host, Jimmy Fallon, is accused of being a part of a toxic work environment. Let me say that again. Jimmy Fallon, beloved talk show host, has allegedly been accused of being a part of a toxic work environment. This coming out of an article from Rolling Stone magazine today, the day this was dropped on September 7th, this Thursday. And this article was written by someone in Kristen Lee Yandley. And here is what she had to say. Okay, so there's a lot to take in here, but I think it's all relevant and important. So as I said, Jimmy Fallon been the Tonight show host since 2014. Really good ratings of, up until the 2016 election. Obviously, people are aware of all the skits and the games and all of that. Mm-hmm. But apparently, amongst this strike, not everybody felt so jolly. So let me tell you what exactly happened with Jimmy Fallon. Rolling Stone... And um, Kristen Yandley, she interviewed 16 current and former staffers who went on the record to talk about their difficult experience working on The Tonight Show. She actually spoke with 80, uh, 80 staff members in total, and not one person had a positive thing to say about Jimmy Fallon or the showrunners. And a lot of them went anonymously. Uh, To protect themselves from fallback. So some of these things that have been said in the article, Jimmy Fallon has had, quote, either good Jimmy days or bad Jimmy days, depending on the vibe. And there have been accusations of him abusing alcohol and have come to the show either drunk or hungover. And this includes in 2017, staffers thought Jimmy was drunk in front of the audience during a rehearsal and he allegedly couldn't remember what he did during that day or the show back in 2017. Stafford's also said that he, they smelled alcohol in his breath as early as 2019 and 2020. And the bosses and the showrunners were not pleasant as well, such as Jamie German Betterman, who was a former showrunner of the show. And by the way, in the nine-year history, there have been nine different showrunners running the show. And what uh, Betterman has been uh, been accused of that she would often belittle employees and allegedly have had instances of racism, such as going up to a black person and talking about her hair and also fat shaming. Mm -hmm. And also, this article said Jimmy would often have outbursts. People complained to NBC Universal HR, but HR seemed to not do anything. They would report to the managers, but they would not take any further action. This article also claims that the dressing rooms that would host that would host celebrities and guests on the show would often be referred to as crying rooms where people would let out their emotions in the toxic work environment. Four staffers have gone into therapy based on their experience, and three of them have even allegedly said they've had suicidal tendencies from the tough work environment. Jimmy would this article also accused Jimmy would both privately and publicly shame staffers privately in sending emails such as things as saying you're doing a bad job or in this what could be an infamous situation during a sketch with with Jerry Seinfeld, where Jimmy allegedly berated the cue car holder, made the made Jerry Seinfeld so uncomfortable that he demanded Jimmy to apologize, which he did. You actually had you actually put Jerry Seinfeld on the seat. And um NBC did make a statement and it says quote as follows, we are incredibly proud of the tonight show and providing a respectful working environment is a top priority, the spokesman said in the article. And they also say here, as in any workplace, we have had employees raise issues. Those have been investigated and action has been taken where appropriate. As always, the case, we encourage employees who feel they have experienced or observed behavior inconsistent with our policies to report their concerns so that we may address them accordingly. Now, What's funny about this statement, they did not mention Jimmy Fallon or the showrunners here. A pretty broad statement. So those are some of the highlights here. So Jimmy Fallon accused of a hostile work environment, belittling employees, publicly and privately embarrassing them. And also having people have bad mental health issues for somebody who was so beloved and somebody who had such a reputation. This is quite an interesting thing to find out and also with the alleged... Uses of alcoholism. Now, I understand there are addictions. Alcoholism is a disease. But, you know, that's something that has been a rumor for a long time. And it seems to have all come to a head in this article. Now, I will say that just dropped about a couple hours ago that behind closed doors, Jimmy apparently did apologize privately to the staff. But not much further has been expressed there. And Jimmy hasn't made a statement to the public yet. So, Ryan. Jimmy Fallon. No one could have had any more good PRs from there. And now you hear all of this. This was quite alarming, don't you think?
1: Yeah, a couple of things. I read the same article. Um, We're about to excoriate somebody for being a horrible journalist. So I wanted to say a couple of quick things. Mm -hmm. One, at the end, I don't know if you saw this. Rolling Stone has since edited their article. They got in touch with uh, Seinfeld who says that the story that they published about him being uncomfortable is completely untrue. Um, He said Mm. that he knows the situation. He and Jimmy still laugh about it. He was kidding. Meaning Seinfeld was kidding about the apology. Jimmy, he did. He say, was kidding. Apology Yeah, he wasn't actually like uncomfortable telling Jimmy to apologize. He's like, "Oh, you are being mean, you should apologize." It was apparently Seinfeld was joking with Fallon about Fallon yelling mm. at the cue card guy. So I wanted to point that out. I also wanted to point out that only two current employees uh, came forward um, out of the sixteen. So there were sixteen total, right? Two of them work there currently. The rest are all former employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's important for people as they're hearing the story to know two of the people currently work there. So that is two people who work there right now who came forward saying, yeah, hostile work environment. The rest are all people who either quit or were fired. Um, I, I said this to you before that we have as a society, we really like to hit the choir boy <laughs> when they met, uh, when they hit the wrong note, mm-hmm. essentially. And, um, Like we we talked a little bit uh, offline about uh, some of the other late night hosts from eras gone by who I think objectively in public, like the persona they gave off weren't the, you know, the squeaky clean, you know, everybody loves him. Like Jimmy Fallon was like, you know, kind of St. Jimmy, whereas like people like Letterman had very public and were, uh, you know, issues and we just knew about them and it almost made his behavior just fine. Because we knew he had these issues. He was opening up front with them. And so it didn't matter that he behaved badly. It just mattered that he didn't tell us or, I mean, or that he did tell us. Um, I don't know what's going on with Jimmy Fallon. I, I really don't. Uh, if he's got alcohol issues, um, he should probably get those checked out. Um, this is not the first time that that's been brought up. So I think, you know where there's smoke, there's fire, that he may be abusing alcohol. And if that's the case, I mean, yeah, he should see someone about that because obviously it's impacting his life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, in terms of the hostile work environment, I don't know. I'll be honest, Matt. I've worked in some pretty interesting work environments over my you know career thus far. Uh, not all of them have been good for my mental health. Uh, just put that out there as a, as a fact, Uh, I can actually empathize with a lot of these folks um, and their stories about the way they were feeling at work. You know, like when your boss is having a bad day, just put your head down and don't look at them because you know what I mean? Like I I've done that. I've been in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, And nothing happened to my boss in that that situation. Uh, You know what I mean? So I, I don't think, I know a lot of people think that this is the end of Jimmy Fallon. I don't think it is. Um, being a bad boss is not a crime. Uh, being a bad boss is it's nothing. Being a bad boss is just being a bad boss. There's people who go their whole career as shitty bosses. But I do think that Jimmy Fallon, because of his celebrity, has a real important role to play here because right now we're in the middle of this actor strike the writer strike so so much is going on with like the future of entertainment and work and if jimmy did this and i think he probably did at least most of it if not all of it right he should i agree with you apologize uh if you remember when he did the blackface uh skit right uh, for snl, on SNL. and that resurfaced and he apologized um about for doing that and i think that he is What I think he can do with this is show that I don't always get it right, and I'm sorry. Now there's going to be people who want him to go down just because we we like to see again. We like to see the priest or not the priest, the the saint get eaten alive by the lion it goes back to Rome. But, um, I think if he does that, he'll be just fine. Uh, and then hopefully it changes. Uh, that that's obviously the underlying thing is that whether all of it's true, half of it's true, none of it's true. There were 16 people who worked there who felt like they were treated unfairly. So they have to do something. You can't let that many people go in and out of your doors feeling like they've been ignored, feeling like that, you know, they're not mentally healthy, <laughs> After doing, you know, work for you, like you can't do that. You can't possibly do that. And I think if nothing else happens, this will make NBC a less desirable place to work. Um, yeah,
0: especially I mean, the fact that yeah. the these reports to HR it seems to be swept under right. the rug. Like nothing. is it be- is it because he is a top talent? Is this what we're yeah. basically trying to prove? And if this is true, if if some of these facts were fabricated or Or exaggerated, exaggerated, but at least, but at least the important thing I think to get is the the most important thing is the fact of the NBC HR. That's what they're there for, right? You know, they'll they'll cancel and take anyone's job who isn't a celebrity. But is it when you're a celebrity, you are protected a little more. Well, I'll be
1: honest, uh, this kind of reminds me of Dave Fortner. We're not going to talk about this on this show, but he went on uh, a bit of a rant over some staffing things that happened at Barstool recently, and he said to an employee on on like, the screen, like, you are a backbencher, you mean nothing. So you cannot come at the people who mean something because you don't mean anything yet. And I Wait. think as mm-hmm. horrible as that is to hear out loud, and as much as, like, all of us wish that wasn't true. That is true. Jimmy Fallon makes them money. In mm-hmm. fact, now Jimmy should understand that those folks make him make them money. I mean, there's a reason that, you know, the, the tonight show is not happening right now because none of the people who work on the <laughs> tonight show can work on the tonight show. If Jimmy Fallon was the, if it was the magic, if Jimmy Fallon could just stand in front of a television camera and make NBC money, that's what would be happening. But it's not because it does – it takes a lot of people. It takes a lot of talented people to write a show, to produce a show, to edit a show, to get it to air. And so it's incumbent upon him, not NBC necessarily, although NBC shouldn't be ignoring complaints. Uh, but it's incumbent upon him to be the, a good leader. NBC is supposed to make money. If we're looking for companies to save us, uh, to have our back as workers, that's never going to happen. I, and I also know, more respect that. for the
0: HR – You know, for the HR portion of these of these businesses, like we all isn't, you know, this big joke in America that everybody doesn't like HR
1: when this is what do they do?
0: Yeah. And this is like an ultimate example of that. Nothing.
1: Payroll. Right. I think they've they probably finished payroll. Like but so everyone likes that they like that hr signs their paychecks but other than that the 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 thing exists that all exists because your boss can give you all these problems and there's nothing you can do about it um but that's been that it's been that way forever so i think overall the story is big jimmy needs to say something um because the quieter he is i think the more it hurts his brand um but i don't I would be shocked if NBC took any sort of serious disciplinary action. Um, yeah. Now, if any of those showrunners named still work there, they should probably get their resume uh, you know, going. Get a new and career. Honestly, I can mm-hmm. see anyone who works for HR – who is in these emails that Rolling Stone has can also probably pack their, you know, their desk up. Um, Hmm. They're probably gone. Uh, They're going to fire some people. They have to. (laughs) Um, People are, I mean, people are demanding it, but again, those people don't make money. Jimmy Fallon does. So they're going to do everything they can possibly do to not fire Jimmy Fallon. So as long as he doesn't screw up the apology, they'll, they'll let him out. Cause also let's be honest, like, I mean, I, I don't. I don't watch Fallon. I don't think you watch Fallon. I do listen to no. the podcast with all of the hosts,
0: and I do hope mm-hmm. this doesn't affect that too much. Um, but um, it should definitely get some more eyes. in the next episode is yeah, well, exactly. Or listens, I should but, um, say.
1: I don't think the people who watch Fallon are going to stop watching Fallon because he was mm-hmm. mean to his employees. I really don't. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think anyone's like I'm watching Jimmy Fallon because he's the nice one. I think they're watching Jimmy Fallon because they're watching late night and they have NBC on. And you know what I
0: mean? what's also funny here is, um, you know, you you talk about how you talk about the situation here. And basically, I want to know, is are they quote unquote lucky that this happened during a strike when everybody's off work? And, like, Uh, I wonder how differently would it be, especially in an important ratings period as September and the fall is, if this happens. And, like, how do I – if and this almost mirrors a story from whether it was – I think it was last year or the year before with Ellen. This is almost Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. Oh, oh, yes. Like – Almost verbatim, toxic work environment. <laughs> yes. She didn't do anything, but she ended her show after. Now she I did. know it's a different situation. Daytime TV. She was already there for a long time. Um, but well, I think that uh, how that how, message, how do you really cover recovery? Yeah, from? so that
1: I'll say because this happened during the strike, they have a few more days to come up with a response, <laughs> right? Because uh, if they had a show that if they had a show tonight, like. they
0: they definitely have have to to mention it. You
1: know what I mean? You can't not mention it. If he had a show tonight, he'd have to say something because he's about to go on live television. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, As far as the Ellen thing, I mean, yeah, part of it's just the age, but also the Ellen's Generous show exists... For Ellen DeGeneres, it's always like mm-hmm. you couldn't have someone else host the Ellen show. You could put another talk show there, but like you can't just seamless transition from Ellen DeGeneres to someone else on the Ellen DeGeneres show. The Tonight Show has existed for a very long time.
0: Yeah, it's... they
1: don't uh, they do need Jimmy Fallon. I'm going to say that in a second, but they don't technically need Jimmy Fallon to do the Tonight Show. Now, I think they factually need Jimmy Fallon because, I mean, ratings are down anyway across the board on late night and there is nobody that they can bring in that's going to fix that like who are they going to bring in to replace jimmy found if they told jimmy to take a hike you know go go to uh, go to aa and take a hike we'll try again another time <laughs> like i mean seth myers that's that wouldn't work that wouldn't work at all <laughs> i mean not i i like seth myers again i'm listening to a podcast with him and jimmy and all these people so like i don't dislike any of these people, but none of them. I mean, that's not true. The the, Colbert could do it, but Colbert's got a show. Kimmel can do it, but Kimmel's got a show. Like, yeah, the, you know what I mean? That none of these, none of there's no talent right now that could just pick this up. Um, it would be too different. It it wouldn't be the tonight show. And that's a separate problem, perhaps that, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's the issue that we had with Leno and Letterman. I get two, both very flawed people, Oh, openly, as opposed to Jimmy Fallon, who apparently kept it a secret for so long. Um, But uh, especially
0: Letterman got blackmailed and he had to say it himself about his uh, affairs with interns. And he got and he was still able to do a show. And some people were able to charm it a certain way, too. I think with his apology was such a charming an honest, but charming apology. Yeah. But again, also, we knew he was a bit slimy. Yeah. We, we just did. Exactly.
1: Again, Letterman and Leno, and Leno in fairness didn't have like any actual big scandals I don't think, other than yeah. he's had a couple of public blow-ups with the other talents, right? But like in general, like Leno's always seen as a high head. Uh Letterman was always seen as a little bit kind of, you know what I mean? And he so He was
0: arrogant. He was he was yeah, a witty so arrogant guy. Nobody cared
1: that they were they were dicks because that's what we thought.
0: Yeah, but, but Jimmy, that's the thing with Jimmy, I'm 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 the perfect person to host the yeah. show. Everybody loves me regardless he's, of demos. He's kind. And yeah. And
1: so like, but apparently that's not, why I this, guess. No, that's why this is more, you know, that's why this is more impactful uh, than it would have been otherwise. But uh, I would just mm-hmm. say to folks who are open-minded about this, think about that. We always hang the choir boy out to dry as soon as they hit the wrong note. And it's because we don't like being lied to. But people make mistakes. Um, Uh Now, this sounds like this was happening for a long time. So I think this probably ventures from mistake to just he's either A, got a problem, or B, a bad manager. Both of those can be (laughs) fixed.
0: Both of those can be fixed.
1: Um, And so that's good that he apologized to his staff. They're the ones who need the apology. He didn't do anything to us. As much you know, yes, we, he needs to say something. I think for his career, but factually, he's done nothing wrong to you know us, the people online. So he needs to apologize to the people he hurt, and it sounds like he's done that. So that's good. But uh, yeah, not a great day to uh, be Jimmy Fallon, and definitely not a great day to be a fan of Strike Force
0: Five podcast because we might be down to four. Uh, <laughs> in <the coming> episodes. <laughs> unbelievable if conan just stayed a little longer right to come and save the day you think conan well, to, um i don't think conan could turn the ratings around to actually to be honest with you of the tonight show oh yeah. no i mean he should conan st- should still be the tonight show let's be Re- host let's be real got taken from him and um in an alternate universe he's still the tonight show host but um yeah,
1: that's probably true It really but- is, right I think Fallon was a fine Tonight Show host. Apparently, a bad boss of the Tonight Show. Yeah, <laughs> but, but on TV, I thought he was very talented.
0: Absolutely, and I do agree. Um, you just wonder, you know, how you go about this, especially when there is no due date for the for the um, strike. Yeah, and yeah, this is this is interesting. Well, definitely, I figured in the next few days, somebody has to say something. Someone has, and to. then we'll Either forget NBC about it. Has
1: to say he's going away, or Fallon has to speak up. And apologize to NBC and apologize to everybody. One of the two mm. has to happen in a few
0: days. And then maybe if the strike ends in, uh, after the holidays, I don't know. But then we'll just go about it until late night. Just I don't want to say late night is dead anyways. But um, it's, gonna it's going to keep going, it's, way it's, going it's going along. Yeah, it'll be there. Yes. It'll be there. And I hope it is there for a long time. Now, let's talk about something legitimately ridiculous. This story is going to, this just cracks me up. I can't believe I'm going to talk about this, but here we go. Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Tucker Carlson this week had an exclusive interview. Yeah. By, with a man by the (laughs) name. Let me, let me take, let me be serious first, but then I laughed. All right. Tucker Carlson had somebody named Larry Sinclair on his show on X and Larry Sinclair. uh, Oh, my God. Let me let me let me actually just read the tweet first. Here is Tucker Carlson's tweet from Wednesday on X. Episode 22, Larry Sinclair. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Episode 22. uh, uh. I, I I I can't believe I'm doing this. Seriously. It's just this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. And I really mean that, like top 20. And again, ugh, but here we go. Tucker Carlson tweeted on on Wednesday afternoon. Episode 22. Larry Sinclair said he had a night of crack cocaine fueled sex with Barack Obama and the Obama came back for more the next day. Assess for yourself. Here's our interview. And oh, my God. So Yes. So Tucker Carlson had a somebody who is an alleged crackhead say that he had sex with Obama and um, getting more deep into this, he said a man who claims he had sex with Obama in 1999 tells his story. And then um, this is off from his chat and uh, the book Barack Obama and Larry Sinclair, cocaine, sex, lies and murder. And he said he and he said, and this is his actual quotes in the damn interview. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I started to put a line on a CD tray to snort, and the next thing I knew, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking it he said in the video. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thighs to see where it was going, and it went in a direction I had intended to go. So be it as you will. And uh, political wound up doing some more research on him. This guy, Sinclair, has had a criminal history including convictions of forgery, fraud, and larceny charges and has served prison time in Arizona. Read read that as
1: lies, lies, and paper lies. (laughs) By the (laughs)
0: way. So this guy's a criminal history of line. He's a crackhead. Well, not he too. is a crackhead. And Tucker Carlson, despite despite how you feel about Tucker Carlson, he at least is a big name in journalism. And he decides to bring a crackhead Wrong. to say he had sex with the former president of the United States. Ryan, where what are we going in this world?
1: I just want to say uh Dave Portnoy getting a second of three shouts tonight. Um and maybe even some more. He said that top to bottom, Larry Sinclair might be the least trustworthy human he's ever laid eyes on. They met, by the way, when Dave Portnoy went on Tucker's show to talk about a story we're going to cover a little bit later. Uh, then he goes on to say that this story, um, I'd say his story has 0.0% of being true, and that's being generous. Um, so <laughs> Dave Portnoy, by the way, sensationalist newsman himself, is even like, this is bull. Uh, Tucker Carlson's not a journalist, so I'm going to push back on that. He's not a big (laughs) name in journalism. He's a big name in right-wing conspiracy theories. Uh, He's a big name in MAGA. He's a big name in uh, QAnon. He's a big name in all that stuff, right? And that's online, and they talk about current events, so you can think, oh, it's news. But they're not telling you anything. They're not giving you any information because nothing they say is true. Um, I mean, and he does this whole assess for yourself he, it's because he knows it's a lie he can't tell you it's true because he's already been sued out of a job by the way and yeah everyone's like oh he's got so many followers on x do you know how many people used to watch his show like really it was one of the most popular like, like shows on six television. million
0: people a night on cable tv
1: huge numbers he's getting less than half of that on x And most of that's probably fake because Elon doesn't tell us what's actually happening on the app anyway. So he's already lied himself out of a job to the point where he's doing this. And this is what he comes up with. Larry Sinclair. Like we did the joke about the gay Obama letter on this show and even we knew at the time that that was silly we were making jokes about how you could use it to distract from your political like we were making jokes because the letter which was real we saw the letter like the letter exists you know what i mean like we took something that you could physically see and we're like oh this is silly this is stupid and he just took it and made a completely fucking made up bullshit nonsense and he added coke to it. There's murder involved somehow. By the way, this all happened in 1992, according to Larry Sinclair. <laughs> Obama was married for multiple years and he had a daughter. His eldest daughter was already born at the time that Larry Sinclair supposedly hooked up with Barack Obama. It just doesn't make any sense. And the only reason he's doing the only reason he's doing it is frankly because Tucker Carlson is mentally unstable. And I know that the comments are going to look at me being all flustered and say, oh, look at this, you know, pop me kettle. Maybe that's true, but I'm willing to admit it. Tucker. He had
0: somebody who was on crack. Yes. Yes,
1: exactly. He had an actual drug addled man (laughs) who has been convicted of lying multiple times. Fraud, forgery. All of that is lying. Those are lying based crimes where you do something that's not true. And he and all he says is, you know, he tries to protect himself with accessory stuff. He's the most annoying kid, you know, from college, you know, those libertarians you meet in college. Oh, yeah. He's one of (laughs) them. Only worse because at least libertarians are not like openly bigoted and openly calling for violence against uh, Democrats, which Tucker Carlson frequently does. So. Like, he's just that annoying, well, actually, kid. Or You know what I mean? He he thinks he can legalize himself out of being a jackass by saying, assess for yourself. No, Tucker, you did an hours-long conversation with a person who was lying the entire time for no reason. There's no benefit. No one knows who Larry Sinclair is. He's nobody. Obama's not the president. He can never be the president. Like, he's just a dude at this point. Like, really? He's just a dude. Unless you can prove this, this is just a guy calling another guy gay. That's what this story is, unless you can prove it. If you have proof, then that's different. But without it, you're just, oh, this is my buddy Larry. He thinks this guy named Barack is gay. That is the story without, like, because, again, Obama's not the president. He's never going to be president again. Larry Sinclair is not doing anything other than, you know, crack. So I just don't understand, like, and how do you people, I, I say you people, I don't know if any of you are listening, watch him. How does anybody watch this with, like, how do you go and sit down and waste your life? Is, there's a finite amount of time in your life. You never, you could get hit by a bus tomorrow. How could you spend an hour plus listening to that bullshit? It doesn't make any sense. Like, go outside, like, hug a loved one, do something that isn't watch that. Feed the
0: homeless. Do something. I guess guess the people who are watching it, some are some are that crazy. That's him, and he he clearly doesn't care either. What did
1: we do as a country? We were too bored with
0: regular. We were too bored with with uh, hard hitting journalists like Walter Cronkite. We said this is too boring.
1: But it's just I don't even think it's boring. Like we did something. We screwed up somewhere, and I don't know where, but we have to figure it out so we can stop doing it. Because what the hell? If you if you watch that whole thing, like I'm ashamed of you. I'm just gonna say it. If I you watch that most entire thing, only to see where I
0: know what you mean. I know what you mean. I'm if just you kidding. sat
1: down and said, "Oh, Tucker's got this interview," <laughs> uh,
0: like, a crackhead.
1: Yeah, and, and, and like.
0: Smoke crack.
1: <laughs> it's just it doesn't make any sense. And I watched his Larry, uh, Andrew Tate one. I <laughs> <saw> <laughs> of the Portnoy one. Like I'm not saying I've never seen this show, but if you sat through the Larry Sinclair episode of this show, <laughs> if you sat there and watched this whole thing, then I don't know what to do. I don't know where you are, but it's certainly not with the rest of us. It's somewhere different. It's it's asinine. That this asinine. I don't know. I don't know. I want this to be funnier. I usually try and throw in some jokes, but this is just stupid. It's a stupid story for stupid people. It's stupid.
0: Stupid is as stupid does, Ryan. (laughs) But yeah, this is is just insane. Want to talk about another stupid thing? Let's talk about what happened in Maryland. A Maryland police officer was suspended after a bystander recorded a video of him embracing a woman and entering the backseat of his patrol vehicle with her at a public (laughs) park, officials announced on Tuesday. There's a video out there. He clearly is in uniform. This girl was apparently really into it. And um, you know what probably happened, some hibbity-dibbity in there. And, um, (laughs) I mean, wow. How... You want to talk about stupid, Ryan, in a time where police officers really are trying their best to connect with communities and, you know, people tried E-D-D to defund connected them. that time. <laughs> <laughs> then you see this person getting it on with somebody. They, they couldn't wait. I mean, what if, some, what if there was a legitimate crime happening and he's <laughs> well,
1: there too might have busy? Been. <laughs> what did, how old is she? There's She looks pretty young. There might have been a legitimate crime, oh, happening, by the way. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's it called? I guess it you is know, defend we, and serve. So there's two parts to that <laughs> <point>. Uh <laughs> I guess he he felt the best way he could serve was I don't know.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> they, they identified the officer as Francisco Marlette. And, um, by the way, he was previously accused of abusing a former girlfriend's child in the 2016 case, but the charges were dropped. Ooh. Oh man. That's so
1: good. And that kind of led some credence to the idea that maybe this, uh, this, uh, what is it called? Deputy. we'll, we'll say deputy might not have been, uh, might, might not have been an age appropriate partner, um, for, uh, for the beat. But, um, yeah, obviously this guy's in trouble, right? Um, even if like this, everyone should he illegal. be allowed
0: to protected serve after this
1: no probably not i don't i don't have that much confidence that uh, it will matter uh as you said it didn't look coerced um you know <laughs> it didn't look like he forced anyone uh so if everyone was age appropriate
0: by the way do i read in this article from NBC news is um nelson okoa who recorded the video, told (laughs) NBC Washington (laughs) the officer and woman and woman were in the backseat for 30 to 40 minutes before they went their separate ways. Wow. Oh, God. That's that's that's
1: pretty. That's good. Um, Not when you're on duty. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, for him, it's good. What did you do at work today? (laughs) Um, But
0: be a shitty police officer. (laughs)
1: i guess <laughs> one way to look at it uh it's the right way to look at it by the way um yeah. i just yeah i mean i don't have any confidence that they are to this guy um if everybody was you know if no crimes are committed because you know actual crimes have been committed by police officers and nothing happens for the most part so yeah. you know short of murder and even that's a bit of a coin flip um so i don't I'm not expecting anything to happen, but yeah, I would say that this, this individual is certainly not focused on the protect part of the job. Um, Although hopefully he did use protection, uh, (laughs) but yeah, clearly, clearly not doesn't have his eye on the ball uh, when it comes to serving the community in a way that would be, uh, you know, not X rated. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like he's more likely to get fired just for, you know, not doing his job than he is for like actually having done something wrong. Uh, Because yeah, in fairness, he didn't do his job. He was very, you know, very, very publicly doing something other than his job um, while on duty. So I feel like even if there's nothing wrong here, the, the department should still be like, I mean, we have you on camera. Can you imagine like every time you just like were on your phone or whatever, someone had like a camera and could watch you not doing work. I mean, true. Uh,
0: there's pro- there's hundreds of millions of examples of, pro- of that, probably. And like you also just seeing stuff you're not allowed to do. Like one thing I see from police officers a lot is a lot of them text and drive. <laughs> like it's, right. it's it's really nuts. And but they like, don't what get am caught. I- this guy got caught. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you see him and I can't take a picture while I'm driving. Well, yeah,
1: he'll pull you over for using your phone <laughs> while driving.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I got this. I don't give it. I don't care. I don't, we'll see what happens. Yeah, then that's
1: when he'll take it and accuse you of having, you know, illegal uh, photos or something on your phone uh, <laughs> to confiscate it. So you can't uh, you can't share it with anybody. But yeah, I obviously in my opinion. Yeah, this guy probably has to go. I'm not holding my breath just because, you know, stranger things have happened um, and no one got hurt and theoretically everybody was legal but um it's never good to get caught skipping your job while you're at work um and at the bare minimum we did he did do that even if no other crime was committed even if nothing else wrong happened everyone in the world watched him just not do his job for 30 to 40 minutes uh, apparently so um at least you know when he gets back out on the dating scene because assuming he's got a partner Probably doesn't anymore. Um when he gets back out on that dating scene, uh no one will confuse him for like a minute, man. Uh so I guess he's got that going for him. NBC confirmed he's got uh he's got that game. But <laughs> I don't as terms of his police officer, yeah, probably not great for his future <laughs> in law enforcement. <laughs> um I'm glad we're not blaming the woman, by the way. Because she wasn't
0: working. Oh. Well,
1: no, or debatably, but not actually.
0: I guess uh, they really couldn't wait for him to get off work, huh?
1: I don't. It, it doesn't just, seem like the, uh, the it public. Park. Seem like they were together. It doesn't seem like that. Uh, to be clear, I saw like his girlfriend came to visit him at work and they decided to have like a quickie. It seems like this was a stranger. Uh, and did he
0: just spit game.
1: I guess. The, the, I don't did know. the riz? I oh that I don't know. Maybe he paid her. That's illegal. He'll be in trouble if he did that. Um I mean, again, maybe not because he's a police officer. I don't know. But I just, yeah, they didn't, I saw the video. He didn't, they didn't look like they were together up until the moment they were very much together. Uh,
0: you know what I mean? Man, that guy who shot the video is like, wow, I really have a TMZ moment. I want to know why he was filming. Didn't like, have anything well, better. Something didn't...
1: must have been happening between those two before, which warranted him filming, right? Like, he wasn't just filming a cop to see what if something cool happens. He clearly saw something go down and said, I want to film this. And I would love to know what was happening. Was she, like, trying to get out of being in trouble? You know what I mean? Like, was he trying to, like, you know, she come reprimand out with that? her? Yeah, did he give her a ticket and she decided to pay it right off rip? I am just, like, I don't know. But he something must have happened that made that guy film. Uh, he didn't just decide to film a police officer and then have the luckiest break of all time.
0: who the hell knows anymore ryan who the hell knows all i know is that cop is rightfully suspended um you know you're gonna give more people who are like a cab a reason to get more pissed off at police officers and please have better examples of great police officers doing great work which most of them do and um but clearly not this one
1: (laughs) well again maybe for one loyal citizen but, uh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for everybody else, he's definitely came up a little short.
0: All right. This one's going to be a good one. So Dave Portnoy, the founder of the sports and pop culture blog Barstool, got into a on-camera dispute with Dragon Pizza owner Charlie Red while Portnoy filmed his review of their pizza, which he called a floppy mess and gave it a 6.4 out of a 10. Dave is minding his own b- business. And then, uh. Charlie Red comes out and says, I don't like what you're doing to small businesses. Goes, into minds pizza. his business. Um, he wants to enjoy his pizza, but I don't like what you do for small businesses. Goes back into the restaurant. Comes out. They have a dispute. Comes back in. Goes back out. I have another dispute. Portnoy's calling out his small shirt. <laughs> He's, I guess Charlie Red saying how he you know more terrible things, the New York Times article and all of that, and they go back and forth. Portnoy giving him the middle finger. Portnoy said this is the worst pizza place ever, and even though the story is a week old, it has. And at first, I'll admit to a lot of people said that his business is going who's down. A lot of people, lot of people, people have that who's a
1: lot of people.
0: Oh, I said it. I'm part of this who thought okay. he his business was killed. I'll say that. And um, but we have seen a lot of people come out to support this restaurant, but we've also had commentators say it's horrible. Yelp. I wonder who re- said that was gonna happen. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Now, Yelp <laughs> has prevented people to review this place, and Google Reviews hasn't had a review of Dragon Pizza in a since, week. Yeah. In a week, too. <laughs> so Listen, this is a very interesting story. This clearly helped both sides out because Portnoy yes. said that he got over the um million subscriber mark after this video. And yeah, this was a quite a altercation that a lot of people will remember for a long time. But Ryan, right. you know, me you and me went back and forth texting on this. I said yes. the business is going, you said no. But there's plenty of articles that show that no, that business is booming. Oh. But We've also seen, but as this is, we've also seen the rise of Dom of the Year, but uh, I've followed him he's kind of annoying. He's really, he's really coating on, he's really holding the coaster for this.
1: I was going to say, what did I love about this video? And of course, it's everything, everything, everything. Dom of the Year was funny in the video. Since then, he's gotten annoying. Uh, Yeah,
0: like Dom... Um, Bro, this is when you start your poc- normal I will say, podcasting. you know what he
1: did? I saw one clip from him, one like tweet from him. He was just minding his business in his car, and he heard like, a group of people talking about the Barstool video next to him. <laughs> and so he went over to them, I'm and Dominique. they're like, oh, it's Dom in the year. Uh, so Dom the year in the video was funny. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think more actually his interactions with Dave Portnoy was funny because uh, Portnoy is funny. Um, yeah, was it called? The, the shirt comments were very funny. Um, and then was the the father? Twas <laughs> his earbud into a sewer, yeah, by accident, trying to get a picture with Dave Portnoy. It was just, the whole thing is insane. Um, I, it's the wildest thing I think I may have seen in a long time <laughs> online, uh, and it did help everybody. This is that example of all publicity is good publicity. Um,
0: you know, one thing I just wish since we moved the tweet casts from Mondays to Thursdays, that would have been perfect for Thursday last, yeah, but. You know, even a week later, there's still people talking about it. Well, there
1: is because, like you said, we've seen now two very different responses online. And also, Matt, I want you to look at who's writing these responses. So, like, I Hmm. sent you a bunch, obviously, because, I mean, in in fairness, I want to say full disclosure. As much as I'm more right than that, just going to throw that out there. In this particular case, I'm more correct. (laughs) The business is not going out of business. I think we can both agree that his business will not be ending because of this fight as you okay. predicted but i also said that it would still hurt his business i said he might lose some people you know what i mean like it's probably not great but he's a local pizza place the people of somerville are not going to stop eating at their local pizza place because dave Portnoy gave it a six because it wasn't that bad a review until the fight i've I mean, seen a lot tried. of
0: work i've seen a lot of work a lot of worse reviews yeah i mean even, like even again, before
1: the fight That's Portnoy pretty was normal like, that, that is like, half he was like, yeah, he was like a little too much Parmesan, a little bit floppy than I was expecting. He was like, I. he even said like, I also let it sit for a while. I didn't eat it right when it was done. So maybe that's probably like, he was actually being sort of kind. Um, and it, he picked <laughs> it because it had a lot of reviews on the app that Portnoy launched, the One Bite app. Like, that's why he picked it, because a lot mm-hmm. of people on his own app, like in his own community, said, try this place out. So, like, it actually wasn't that bad a review until they started flipping each other off on <laughs> the, the side of the road. But um, I, I thought it might hurt a little, but like, not a ton. I did not anticipate him to be, I mean, he sold out, he had to close early because they ran out of pizza stuff.
0: And, but is it good pizza? Is it out of curiosity? I well, so what That's I'm saying is
1: when you look at who like who's publishing stuff like USA Today, the mm-hmm. New York Post, um Rolling Stone covered it. Like the people who gave this a generally positive review for uh what's his name? Chris Red? Charlie
0: Red? Chris Red? Chris Red? Oh no no, Charlie um, Red, sorry. Chris Red, Charlie is Red from yeah. SNL.
1: The people who gave Charlie Red the, you know, the general um like the good, this is good, or talked it up. They were all like major kind of legacy news. The people who ran with Portnoy, obviously Barstool ran, you know, worst piece of place Mm -hmm. in America. And then it was like local independent guys. It was Mm -hmm. like one man shops or like three man shops who cover local news in their hometown and not just the hometown of Somerville, but like, you know, if you cover, if you cover local food in like Detroit or you cover local food, like those are the people who sided with Portnoy and it just shows the crazy crazy divide that news has like when people talk about yeah. kind of like where you get your news matters this is like a low stakes version of that if you just read the main news stuff you would think that this pizza place like stood up to a massive bully who was yeah
0: that's, shitting that's all over them and if you read true. the
1: small news like the lo- not and i don't wanna say local because i'm not talking about local newspapers i'm talking about you listen to the small time bloggers or like the the Mid sized bloggers who kind of have like a regional appeal or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're independent, they don't work for a larger company, they don't have an editor, it's just them or just a couple of them. They make it sound like, like, kind of how you said it, and that's really the video shows. Uh, Portnoy was just eating pizza and got accosted on the street, which is what happened, by the way.
0: Yeah, he really did um, was minding his business, and yeah, he, no, made he it was work.
1: inside the story, he was on the street. Um, now again, like th- the way they describe it as the worst pizza ever, even Portnoy up until the fight hadn't said that that was true. There are worse pizzas that he's had on his review. So like, it's just crazy. It, it, this is like a weird, what I love about this story more than of course, being generally right <laughs> is that you can see like, depending on like how you look at the news, like if you're more of a small, I want to, you know, I, I want to trust one guy from down the road to tell me what's going on. I don't trust CNN. I don't trust New York Post. I don't trust these places. Right. Then, I, it, it kind of tracks like that's, you know, the way they look at this is the way they look at so many other things in that worldview. Whereas if you get all your news from like New York post or USA today, both of those, by the way, politically different ideologically, you hear a whole different story. You know what I mean? It's just so crazy to me. Like this one story became like a Rorschach test for mm-hmm. people. Um,
0: but of journalism, I mean,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, about the, the Im- impact of journalism and the way we, like the consumer, have siloed ourselves off. Uh, yeah, but I will and- say that I don't think the pizza is good, that good. Uh, I bet you a lot of these people are Parmesan
0: going. Parmesan pizza is not good. It's supposed to be mozzarella.
1: I think that a lot of these Unless people are going, free. you know what I mean, because
0: a lot of people what
1: are going because of the fight.
0: Oh, 1,000%. Uh,
1: so th- these numbers will come back to earth. Dragon Pizza is not going to become the single greatest pizza place you know, in American history because of uh, Dave Portnoy. And I'll say that Dave Portnoy's he will... subscribers yeah. aren't going anywhere. So right now, everybody won, and everyone's going to make a little more money, and good for everybody. At the end... Dragon Pizza will go back to normal. Portnoy will keep his subscribers. So at the end, Portnoy wins, uh, which is and pretty then common. And that's the big question
0: there. too. Like, if Yelp and Google didn't prevent the reviews, would it have gone down? That's why I thought the business would go down because of how negative that type of negative publicity really does make an effect.
1: So, I'll but be honest, I get you're right. Except if you type in Dragon Pizza right now, and I did it multiple times today. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even show you the Yelp page. It <laughs> takes you right to it Barstool. Knows. It takes you right to New York Times. It takes you right to New York Post. It takes you right to USA Today. What a it weird name right for a pizza that.
0: place, too. Dragon Pizza.
1: And the box is kind of cool with the graffiti art, but um, <laughs> no, It takes it takes you right to it takes you right there. Um, right. And so no one's gonna even see the reviews. If you look, if you're looking up Dragon Pizza at this point, like if you're looking it up mm-hmm. online, you're going to see this fight. And you're going to see the positive reviews, you're going to see the negative review. <laughs> and basically, it's going to become Do you like Dave Portnoy or
0: not? Um, and yeah, that's that's a true thing about, you know, we'll talk about Portnoy a lot in the past, and we will continue to talk about him yeah. in the sense of being an influencer. A One lot of the people don't like him. Ever. A, lot no, a lot of people don't, don't like him. It. No, no, I'm saying a sorry, lot of people I love say him. that. A lot of people love him. There's also a lot of people who don't like him in the journalism world. So, if they have their chance to, like, you know, come back at him for this. Well, I think like it's those- also
1: we should be clear. There's a lot of people who don't like him outside of the journalism world, too. Oh, of course. Yeah, he he, he is as it,
0: polarizing as a controversial as
1: figure to a lot of online folks. And then a lot, I mean, you'd be surprised. A lot of people probably don't know who he is. Like, yeah,
0: you know, Brendan met him and he said he's an
1: amazing guy. I mean, he seems like a very interesting guy. Uh I mean, again, I don't think me and him are very similar politically, but mm. I don't actually hate Dave Portnoy. I do yeah. think he's a little, again, aggressive and trollish online, but that's he's far from the only one and he's far from the worst. <laughs> um but I, I, I yeah, he seems interesting. I would I would definitely be I would be awesome to meet him. But um Seriously. I just think that it's just so interesting the way that this Again, to me, the way that this is split and like the way that it's been covered so differently in like the blog sphere versus like the legacy news sphere is just so fascinating to me because if you read the blog stuff, it's the worst pizza place ever. <laughs> and if you read like anything else, it's a pizza place that is racking in like thousands of people and selling out. And like, you know what I mean? It's crazy the way that what you read could change the way you see something that is objectively like you know i mean like when it's stuff that matters it's hard to like separate that you know what i mean separate your own feelings about important stuff yeah but since this is a pizza place in somerville like i'm never gonna go to somerville massachusetts i don't know <laughs> about you um this is not inspiring i never heard of that, somerville
0: yet. massachusetts until yeah, this it's like outside thing. of boston
1: i guess but yeah um, it's a
0: job town
1: so it's just like you know what i mean no one's gonna go there so like for everyone to look at it there's it's such low stakes for most people involved. And it's just crazy to see the way that we just split ourselves in half, like instantly over a um, pizza place, over a pizza place. It, Cause we do it with everything, but like just to see it for this pizza place was just kind of cool. Cause you get to like, take yourself out of
0: it. I will say one thing before we move on. Yeah. That was completely wrong. What he said about not helping small businesses. Oh, hundred percent. Like, that's almost offensive for the businesses that he genuinely saved during the pandemic. And $50 as he said, million
1: dollars during COVID you know, for small businesses, like that, listen, that's an
0: asinine comment.
1: Yeah. Like Completely you false. can come at Portnoy for being a troll. I think that's true. Um, the New York times thing, I know Portnoy says that's a hit piece. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is, maybe it's not, but that's something that you could have a problem with, but yeah, the, you do nothing for small business. Is not accurate. And look uh, what he did for and Dragon Pizza. also, he pizza. said like you don't do anything for like pizza either. And I mean, <laughs> the One Bite app,
0: like he's he done is, a lot. He pizza. is the most important. What's the word? He is the truly the be all end all for pizza places in this whole country. He well, is again.
1: I think most people reviewer. probably ignore him. To be clear, I don't think most people care about Dave Portnoy's pizza reviews when they get pizza. They go to their local pizza place. But for mm. people who are interested portnoy has done a lot and so like he is definitely a big part of like the online community around pizza and a little bit into like the foodie culture in general barstool has a lot of sponsors in like food and alcohol so like the idea that he's done nothing for that industry in addition to nothing for small those are just unfortunately two completely false statements 50 million dollars for small businesses some of the most influential products like high noon exists because of Dave portnoy uh what's it called the the pink whitney All that took off because of Dave Portnoy. Uh, White Claws were a Portnoy thing up until he got high noon. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of different things have come from Portnoy and Barstool. Um, Because he's he's an important guy. Uh, You know, whether you like him or not, a lot of young people, even young people who don't like him that much, a lot of their content comes from his site or Mm-hmm. A lot of the conversation is around stuff that they're doing. So, um... What a guy. But, yeah. I, and I'll say, in this case, he did just kind of get yelled at. And, it, I mean, it was a little funny. Because <laughs> he kept coming out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, like and dude. And another
1: thing. And, <laughs> and another thing. Whole time Dom of the Year, just talking to Dave Portnoy as if this isn't happening. Uh, he was like, no, this is my big break. I'm on camera. Dave Portnoy is here.
0: <laughs> I think his, he would have had more fame if he wasn't just... That's truly fifteen minutes of fame that he just yeah. overrun. Like I'm sure you you know Frank the Tank, right? Yeah. You know how they discovered him? No. Because he was he was having a he was spazzing out against the New Jersey Transit system for being late <laughs> at a Met game. And they said that they liked him and they gave him a shot, and he didn't do what Dom of the Year is. He hey, if I'm going to be on. I'm. Um, Please email me for exclusive interviews. I actually thought about reaching out to him, see what he would say. Tom? Yeah, he's just putting it out there, and I was like, uh, I, I don't think that'll move the needle much. But yeah, he was putting I mean, it out 80. there. You never
1: know. You never hey, know. It's,
0: it's still up there. We'll we'll invite him. But if he's asking for a fee, then <laughs> uh, five dollars max. Him. We're not paying him. But um, you know, one, you know, Portnoy reviewed Colony. Yeah, on a nine point two.
1: Yeah, uh, he's done a couple Colony, right? Or did he just do the Stanford one?
0: I think he just did the Stanford one. He did yeah, Rigo's I- too, which is, you know, a complete ripoff.
1: Yeah. I watched the Colony uh, Stanford one. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he did another one too, but yeah. Uh, and he gave it, he said it was good bar pizza, right? He said he grow up he on bar it pizza. It was great. Yeah. He, was- he said 9.2. Awesome yeah so. he was said it was one of the uh, best is Colony's my favorite pizza i think it's best pizza in connecticut uh Me. everyone go to Me colony too. pizza the one bite everybody knows the rules but actually colony got to get a whole pizza uh so
0: they are prices for now <laughs>
1: yeah well yeah
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and two imagine just for local what if he went to little nick's in norwalk and he had this all <laughs> the with Al, the pizza guy <laughs>
1: I can't, I'll get in trouble if I can, if I comment any further. I live near there. I lived, grew up near there. Al the pizza guy.
0: Yeah. All right, Ryan, there was a divorce attorney who's been popping all over TikTok for an interview he did on the Art of Manliness podcast. His name is James Sexton. He is a divorce attorney based in New York City. Incredibly manly name. Sorry, continue. And um, he has helped litigate and finalize more than 1,000 divorces. And, um, you know, he's had various opinions on the matter. He was married himself. Mm. And um, it worked out well. And he's given this various advice and his opinion on marriage. And he talked about both the legal issues with it or not legal issues, the legal ramifications and whether it's a good or bad idea to get married on a legal standpoint. He's also talked about prenups, how he's in support of them. And he's talked about, you know, he personally doesn't see as many marriages, you know, really do the true love factor, which helps his business and career. But um, there are points where he said it really can work, but it's extremely rare. But I've definitely seen definitely I've definitely seen polarized comments on Sexton and his opinions on the matter. And I found it very interesting. And you as a married man, I thought um, I would love to hear your perspective on it. So I guess the one question we could start with with James Sexton is, what is, do you think he has valid arguments against marriage? And I know that might be hard for you as a newly married person, but do you think at least what he's saying could, may, or may not make sense?
1: So my biggest gripe with it, it, you kind of said this is that he says that he sees he, he sees marriage working as rare
0: mm-hmm. and
1: then he goes on to say 75 percent of marriages are either end in divorce or in unhappiness and that number is made up that's my biggest problem with everything he said actually mm-hmm. it's really the only problem i have he goes 75 percent, just about are or 76 he says over uh three quarters yeah when Again, you can't factor in unhappiness. You just, you. There's no one. There's no number. There's <laughs> the no unhappiness number. You, you, yeah, you, there's no number of married people who are unhappy. They don't have that number. It doesn't really exist. They do have numbers for divorce, though, and it's nowhere near seventy percent. It's between forty and fifty percent. So realistically, it's about a coin flip, marriage. Actually, again, as a newly married person, I will say that statistically speaking, it's about a coin flip, whether or not you live happily ever after or end up unhappy and divorced. Um, So that's my biggest gripe with it, is that he's trying to sell all of his stuff based on just a complete fabrication, which is 75, 76 percent of marriages end in divorce uh, or unhappiness. Um, I think that his points are fine if you had no intention of getting married if you mm. were looking for a reason not to get married i
0: don't yeah. think he, <laughs> look at this then, video i think yeah he's scare you,
1: you off yeah he gave you some reasons to consider not you know to consider not getting married uh there are reasons to get married obviously um i think the idea that there isn't love in even in these marriages that end in divorce is um weird it's weird cuz he kind of he does this whole thing and I'm, we're not going to get into this on the show does this whole thing to kind of rail against the legal system and like the systems that we have in place for married, like that seems yeah, to be still relevant big,
0: to the conversation. Yeah,
1: where, but it, by doing so, he seems to be like, so by talking about that one systematic thing, he seems to be like considering another one as totally true, mm-hmm. which is that like you fall in love with a person and it's a true love. And it's the only love you'll ever have the Hollywood,
0: the right, yeah. love story. Two
1: people to see each other. The sparks fly. And it's, you know, passion and love and romance forever. That's I don't believe love. I am married currently. And I don't believe that that's how love works. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I were friends for a long time without any romantic feelings, <coughs> without any. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, so eventually you know it happened obviously the romance, yeah. the romance was there and we ended up married but we were we were again friends for like two three years before that happened mm-hmm. um and we could hang out we could talk we could, you know what i mean like she, she met people i was dating i met people that she was dating mm-hmm. um and there was no weirdness there was no issues uh on either of our ends so the idea that you meet this person and it's like one person for one person and like it's just an instant magnetic thing that's not true and he kind of counts that as true he's just like he bakes that into everything he's saying it's like some people feel that but most people don't and that's true but that's because most that's not how love works that's not how you fall in love but that's just work, the one side but right, yeah that's just the one side i would say the other thing that he completely discounts is uh the idea is to starting a family right Mm -hmm. And frankly, the idea of, um, getting laid, the studies prove it. If you know, married folks actually get laid more, which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Partners right there. Um, as opposed to, you know, non-married folks. And also there's a massive decrease right now in that, in, you know, in those activities amongst people, mm-hmm. uh, compared to like our parents. The our <laughs> yeah. So like, again, s- actual studies with actual facts, not the 75% number, mm-hmm. uh, people are having, you know, less, you know, less engagements with one another, um, single folks. And so that's one reason to get married. <laughs> frankly uh just a, a that specific act and b companionship in general uh and also there's a lot of studies um that show that married couple you know a married family or you know a two parents are better for raising kids um now some of that is because of a lack of resources for single parents and I'm not at all suggesting that that shouldn't be addressed. That should be addressed. Every kid should have the same resources. So they go to the same schools, get the education. All right, fine. Put that away. If you don't believe me, I couldn't care less. Um, So I'm not talking about the resources. Just factually, if it's a happy, if in the caveat, if it's a happy marriage, you know, if you're not fighting and hitting each other or getting drunk and high all the time because you hate being with one another, if it's a happy marriage, you know, if it's two people who get along, it like the the facts show it's better for the development of kids a better a family is better for oh, yeah. the development of kids if it's a happy family so if you want to have kids if you want to you know have a family someday then marriage is pretty much like the best way to do that it's not the only way certainly not the only one but it is definitely the best way to do that um is to have two partners and so i think that and the two partners by the way doesn't need to be the biological parents either but that's neither here nor there. um so i just i think that he discounts a lot of good, good. with what he's saying. you and know a lot of the, of the some of the
0: comments comments were like who oh who hurt him and stuff like that too. plus i
1: mean mm-hmm. I don't, and i don't know if it's again maybe his own experience or again it went viral. people talked about this like crazy. that was probably yeah. what he wanted more than anything people talking about him. So he, he could sell his business. He could sell his books. I'm sure he's got books. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, I'm sure he did what he wanted. Uh, but I just, I do think that his whole thing just completely discounts some really important stuff about, uh, about marriage outside of like his one view. And uh, I don't know anything about prenups, uh, I had nothing but debt and my wife had nothing but debt. So we didn't sign one because <laughs> as of right now, we separated. We both get nothing. Um, <laughs> but, um, and so maybe, you know, maybe if your situation is different, that's fine, too. Like um, um, if, you,
0: if you're um, Shiv and. Geez, yeah, exactly. I was forgetting his Tom, name. Shiv and Tom.
1: Tom. That's when you have Waste to do Waystar Royco uh, CEO Tom Womskans.
0: Wonder how um, he's been doing since his promotion.
1: Probably not. Well, probably has already had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I again, I think it was fine to go viral with. If you are looking for love, I wouldn't take it too seriously. He's left out quite a lot of pot- of potential worldviews world to sell this one. And, and
0: the one thing is it's always between you and your partner at the end of the day, like how this is supposed to roll. You two know how much you're in love with each other. I do believe in love. I've seen I'm lucky enough to see some great examples whether in my parents or grandparents to uh show that true love exists in this world. And the I think especially for everybody. It is. It's different for everybody and all orientations too. I think just don't be pessimistic or um you really can't be pessimistic or look down upon it. Cause how can you love someone if you don't love yourself or your views like that? I've, I've, I've definitely made fun of like relationships or people I've seen get married because I know whether it's somebody I know who isn't, who wasn't loyal in the past and they're getting married now or, you know, <laughs>
1: well, Hey, people can things.
0: change. True. They don't often, but they can. (laughs) In that, and it did make me laugh when he said, "People want to get married, but they don't want to stay married." And I only laugh because.
1: that was one of the worst I mean obviously great I love my wedding great wedding day it costs so much money it yeah, was just, such a headache who's like I want to get married and then on Instagram stopped. or something yeah yeah that's right way too much money to get an Instagram post I'm sorry I think he's totally off maybe he comes from money and so he doesn't get it True. maybe he's a rich kid at heart I don't know but like that was a lot of money so you you got <laughs> just it at to at get at Instagram 5 point. years just to try and make the return on investment I mean come on oh
0: boy Five years, man. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, but I am for true love. I love love seeing love. Hopefully, it happens to me soon. I'm I know it will. I'm sure it will. Whenever it happens, I can't uh, put the timeline on it. I just have to live my life, and then it'll just happen like it's happened with you, right? Exactly. And uh, when when you try, it definitely won't happen. So we will see. Anybody DM me at Matt Brown three hundred, and um, <laughs> we'll go on our first date. So leave that you up. Love, there. love like Matt. <laughs> T
1: <At> tweet cat.
0: Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's end it off with uh, another hilarious food story. This is an actual headline from the associate press. This isn't what I ordered. Lawsuits accuse Burger King. Uh, lawsuit accuses Burger King. Others of ads that misrepresent their foods. That's a weird. This isn't what lawsuits accuse Burger King, comma, others of ads that misrepresent their food. It's just okay.
1: and others, but they didn't put the and Read that oh, okay. comma as and others.
0: Okay. Uh, whoops. Great job, English class. All right. Anyways, Burger King is in some bad, 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 bad times. All right. Food ads have made a lot. Okay. So pretty much there's a class action lawsuit saying that Burger King, when given the Whopper specifically, it does not look or feel like the burger that is portrayed in the ads or the pictures. People actually took the time to get litigation, to hire lawyers, to fight Burger King about how their food is being represented. And they say they're being cheated. They're being reprimanded. There is straight up false advertising and uh, something has to be done. Apparently Ryan, are you for, are you for, are you on team Burger King? Or the Team Classic Lawsuit? I don't lawsuit. want to be on Team
1: Burger King. So I'm not going to be on a Team Burger King. But I'm not going to be on Team Lawsuit either. Uh, frankly, the fact that the burger is smaller is probably to the benefit of the people in the lawsuit. Um, <laughs> like, what? what is going on? Are we okay?
0: No. Matt? No, we're not.
1: Oh, no, clearly not.
0: We, we've had many examples on this store, on this show alone, to show that society needs and, uh, I'll tell help. you why. I'll tell you why. Because with, this might be about Burger King, but we're fu- feeling like
1: I got a group of Ronald McDonald clowns out here. <laughs> Who is measuring the burger? <laughs> going to Burger King, like, in addition, going to fast food is should be, like, kind of a last resort for people. Going to Burger King should be somewhere below last resort for people like it's what do you it's not wendy's or mcdonald's or any of the big i mean i guess it was a big one but I, like who's going to bring so this all goes down to like the practices that they use and i will say i did a internship very poorly i might add in marketing for Sidexo. um which was, and this is where I learned that social media was not my thing, by the way, Um, that I could do communications if it was written communications, but I needed more than 140 characters and images to tell people what, you know, what's going on. Um, And so I worked for Sodexo and I had to take pictures of food and all of the food pictures. In addition to just me being bad at, you know, social media photography, all of the pictures looked like trash. Taking a picture of food, is you, your food never looks good no. never unless you do the stuff that burger king and mcdonald's and subway do where they like paint it and it's like basically inedible by time they get to the photo shoot um so just just like i just want to point that out uh but i don't i don't get how it's false advertising you got a whopper like they, they said here's the whopper you, you, you ordered the, you genuinely ordered the Whopper because you thought it was going to be 3.875
0: mm-hmm. ounces of meat. No, you thought you were going to get what it looks like. And there are viral videos of them manipulating the food, whether, you know, the, it is perfectly stacked based on a, uh, on a, on a toothpick. And then they color, they like literally color the food some more with like yeah, colors who, and stuff.
1: Who thought you were getting, like, who thought you were getting that?
0: No it one is. is that stupid. Yes, they come are. Really?
1: The burger uh, when you order a whopper, you're getting like a burger and lettuce and tomato and onion and cheese, and it's roughly this size, and it's on that sesame bun, and it's gonna come in a yellow package. That's what you're getting when you order a whopper. Like when you go to Wendy's and you get like the double, right? You're gonna get those two square patties and you're gonna get all of the other stuff that comes on it with ketchup. That's what it is. Like you're not promised. Like I could take a picture of a tree and say, do you want to buy this tree? And you say, yes, mm-hmm. And you come. But the leaves have fallen off. Now the tree is different. It's the same tree. I didn't promise you the tree in the picture. I promised you a tree and I took a picture of it so you could see a tree. It just doesn't make sense. Like no one reasonably <laughs> went to, to Burger King having seen a Burger King commercial saying I'm going to eat that sandwich. They saw the commercial mm-hmm. and said, oh, I'm feeling a little bit like I could cheat. No, maybe it's your cheat day. I want day. the
0: picture. I want the food on the no, picture. No, but I don't know.
1: No one said that. No <laughs> one actually did that. These people were had to have been selected to do a lawsuit. This had to have been coordinated so, and planned. According
0: to this article, if this is true from the AP, uh, uh, Perkins Coy, a law firm, tracks that class action lawsuit says that 214 lawsuits this were year. made against... Food and beverage companies in 2021 yeah. <laughs> alone—they
1: <laughs> you know, were the year obsessed. before was 45.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So this feels to me like people thinking they can get rich by like eating. Is this? An food. Epi-
0: is this? Are we about to see a new trend in this country?
1: Well, no, because I mean, this is a lot of work.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to, to actually is, get the lawyers this and, back to spending like burger King must K go down. an instagram
1: photo in a, in a tuxedo like there's sometimes some things are not worth it to most people and i feel like getting into a class action against burger king is one of those things um that's probably just not worth it to most what people
0: does the judge actually decide this would be great for rocky to have on um I like, mean, hopefully the
1: judge actually decides that they need to join freaking, you know, Planet Fitness <laughs> and move on. Hopefully that's what the judge decides. But, um, and again, I'm saying this is not the most physically fit guy, but like, if you have so much Burger King that you could possibly have a legal suit
0: against them, you've had too much Burger King. What if they King. win, though? I'm just saying, I don't know. What if the judge says, you know what? You are being lied to, manipulated. But You how? win.
1: No, one, I don't know. You, you cannot it, convince would be me.
0: The greatest lawyer in the
1: world to somehow prove oh, it. Oh, they, maybe it's in Miami, so they can't. But if there's one that happens in D.C., if it gets the federal court, hopefully they put me on <laughs> the court because there is nothing. And I mean nothing that they could show me that will convince me that those people thought reasonably that the freaking sandwich on their television was the one they'd be eating if they went to Burger King. Like when you go when you watch a sporting event and you see like these close up angles of your favorite player, are you expecting to get to zoom in on your favorite football player? No. Television is television. It's different. Obviously, it's different. Like if it just doesn't make sense how you could possibly convince me that all these people said, well, I saw what the burger looked like on TV. And I only wanted to eat the burger because I thought it must look like the one I saw on television. It just Mm -hmm. does. You cannot convince me that that's what happened. You probably like people saw the commercial and said I could use a burger and they went to Burger King and ordered a burger. Like that's what happened, guys. We don't have to be honest. I get it. You're in the middle of a lawsuit right now. You can't comment. You know that's fine, but that's what happened. No one was like, "I'm going for this burger specifically because it has these char marks on it." Like that's not why anyone goes to go to fast food. Um, they go to feel bad about themselves after they finish eating the fast food. That's why I do it.
0: <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, we're at an age now where it really does affect your body.
1: <laughs> you just come on, like you don't. That, that no one. No one can possibly believe that all these people actually felt manipulated by Burger King. Again, not into eating their products, <laughs> by the way. That might almost be really like Burger King advertising should you know, include that it'll kill you if you have too much of it. And it doesn't. Uh, but, like the
0: tobacco companies.
1: Yeah, I might agree with that particular <laughs> uh, assessment. But no one can convince me that the only reason they went to Burger King was because they saw the ad. And I mean, the judge even threw most of that out, but the judge said <laughs> the, the, the menu items could reasonably be considered by day. If you are in the Burger King, <laughs> if you're standing in the Burger King, bro, you're going to order Burger King. You don't care what the picture looks like. You're not going to walk in, look at the picture be like, ooh, I'm going to leave. If you made it all the way inside the Burger King or like if you're sitting in the drive through the Burger King, you are pot committed to get in that Whopper. You just are. You can't convince me that the menu thing was misleading, and that's why you ordered it. If you showed up, you were ordering it. Come on, let's be real here. These frivolous non—this the frivolous nonsense that gives the people, the bad faith people we've talked about on this show a hundred thousand times. Internet's full of them. The ammunition to talk, you know, smack about society. Mm.
0: Now, what if you go into the suit? You have Esquire Rocky come in, right, and he makes the argument. Listen, Berger said, have it your way. They wanted the picture. It's not their way. And then they went. And <laughs> they did say have it your way. <laughs> but that's,
1: again, that's not. Oh, I'm, honestly, that makes more sense than what's happening. Because <laughs> that's saying the slogan said you can have it your way. And they were unsatisfied with the way that they had it. This now is I need just to saying, do law school. This is about the pictures on the menus. It seems it, if, if you got to the point where you're looking at the pictures on the menu, you've already decided that you don't care which way you're going to have it. You know what I mean? If you make it inside the burger King, you're eating the burger King. Okay. I don't care what it looks like. As long as it's not frozen, as long as it's not rotten. If you made it inside the burger King already, if you find yourself in that building, in the what? King's palace, right, you're committed to eat a Burger King or McDonald's or Wendy's. Like, if you show up in that place, you're eating it. So don't whopper, whopper,
0: whopper, whopper, whopper.
1: Yeah, also listen to those commercials. They just
0: repeated the name of the sandwich. <laughs> and I don't you know went. if this is actually true. Like, I haven't gone deep research. Somebody told me Hans Zimmer actually wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me just let me confirm that. If he actually did the song
1: that would be. Um, well, you looked it up. That would be, simply put, the most phoning it in anyone has ever been.
0: Okay, here it is. According to, um, okay, I'm getting. I, I have a few. Uh, okay, I have a few. We're gonna go back to Barstool here, but we have Lavisco. It says here. Okay, here it is. Burger King CEO Jose Klee reveals that he gave legendary film composer Hans Zimmer 13% control of the company as payment for the new Whopper Whopper jingle.
1: You promised it's that one. The Whopper Whopper.
0: (laughs) It says here, it says... Yeah, it has... Now, I don't see any, like, big-name journalists say this, but, you know, except Barstool, but... (laughs) Um. Yeah, it says here that he um, is responsible for it. That's wild. Yeah, and they gave him thirty percent of the company for that. Again, I I need. I feel like I need because I it, there's Reddit comment saying it's true and stuff. Um, That's crazy. I mean, talk about phoning
1: it in, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want a song about the Whopper? All right, we're just gonna go Whopper, 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 Whopper.
0: Look how far society like, has come, and
1: they're like, "Ah, yeah, that's actually pretty good." Hans, thanks. Here's 13 percent of the company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're we welcome. have to. I, I we have to call Burger King themselves and ask, "Is this true?" But um, that's that's enough before we get really hungry, and we're just we're about out of time. But this was some good stuff, Ryan. Who knows what next week will bring? But hopefully, it's just as entertaining. <laughs> hopefully,
1: all those hungry, hungry people. Come mm-hmm. to their senses. They all need the Snickers. what they need because they're
0: not they're not them when they're hungry. yeah. Uh, <laughs> eh. Snicker. Well, we know Burger King is not going to advertise for us any type but Snickers give us a chance. <laughs> ah, I'll I'll do a Burger King ad. Reed, do you think they'll give they'll give us a permission after that? <laughs> I defended just... them. <laughs>
1: I'm not as a good restaurant, but is not
0: lying. Perfect. That's just that's a good enough of a reason. <laughs>
1: That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said about Burger King. I
0: think. <laughs> I've always liked um, Burger King. Really, You're your Burger King guy? I mean, I, I like. I really don't go. The only fast food I will go on a semi-regular basis now is Chick Fil A. But there was definitely uh, a time I would Burger King was the number one choice. Really, we'll have yeah. to do a podcast around that. We won't. <laughs> All right, good stuff, Ryan. We'll see you next week. All right, see you, Matt. That was a good one. Very, very good one. We had our laughs. We had our what the hell moments. But I hope you had as much as fun as we did. And we will do another one next week. So good stuff ahead. Well maybe we'll maybe we'll do another question show. I don't know. Tweet cap question show. Something non football, but it'll be good and we will give you another great non football show on Friday. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdComboPod, and we're on TikTok and Instagram at Productive Conversations. And by the way, that's Twitter and X at ProdComboPod. So we will see you next week. Hopefully this heat wave is done. Hopefully this, and if you're in the Tri-State area, we don't really have this alleged hurricane coming our way. Hopefully it's just rain and everybody can be safe with power and everything like that. But let us just cool down and enjoy, um, you know, just enjoy early September. We won't be on the air, but when we're back, we'll pass the 9-11 anniversary. So I'm to say we never forget all those people who have been negatively affected by that day. And we will never forget... Our heroes and first responders who went to save our lives. And I just want to put that out there. So never forget 9 11. We won't be on the air for the 22nd anniversary, but we will never forget. But on a lighter note, I just hope everybody has a wonderful and safe weekend. I hope everybody makes big moves and just stay safe out there. We're back on Wednesday with an NFL Week 1 in review. And boy, we will definitely talk about that Chiefs and Lions game. We'll talk about the Giants and Cowboys Sunday night, the Jets and Bills on Monday night, and all the other great games in around the league and don't forget to check us out on thursday as we do week two in review for the college season and we will see you again a week from today to do our non-football show of the week and it'll be a lot of fun whether that's a tweet cap list topic thunder or questions pod or maybe something else We will see, we will let you know, but regardless, it'll be great content. Thank you to Ryan Page for what he did for us today. I want to thank Dola Ren for what he does behind the scenes, and I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. I love each and every single one of you. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast, and I will see you next week. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. See you Wednesday. Peace! All she needed was some-